0: i'm maurice and you're listening to category is hi maurice hey what's up how are you doing pretty good pretty good thank everyone for joining us for another week this episode is going to be a little bit different it's going to be pre-recorded i'm going to be traveling this week when the episode comes out so
1: valentine's day will be next week but we kind of wanted to get everyone in the mood for love or not uh before the day approaches so this week's uh, episode focuses on all things love relationships and the sort so how you been i've been good yeah yeah <laughs> <That> <laughs> I sound mean, like a pain no i will say yeah. i um, have minor trepidation i mean about this topic i mean because it's just it's such a sensitive topic okay it's, you have to be vulnerable
0: and you struggle with that
1: that's what you're saying. So well, let's get into it. All right. So what are we drinking this week? This week we are drinking. Uh, I don't know why you suggested this, I don't, <laughs> but it is a cherry cheesecake martini. Um, so it is comprised of vanilla vodka, mm-hmm. some um, maraschino cherry syrup yeah. sort of that comes in the in the jar, in the jar. <laughs> yeah. a couple of maraschino cherries, and cherry juice. Cherry juice is expensive.
0: It is because it's you, not
1: like with Welch's or Ocean nah. Spray.
0: They have it at Whole Foods. It's like.
1: Eight nine dollars. I know. I got the organic today, bitch. Oh, you know, fancy! Who's mm-hmm. a pay week. I, I love cheesecake, but this don't taste like cheesecake to me. It's supposed like
0: the vanilla. I think is supposed to give right. the cheesecake, right? But I'm not getting that at all. But,
1: I mean, it, it's it's red. It's it's lusty. It's it's thematic mm-hmm. for today's episode.
0: It's perfect for the Valentine's. So hop on over to our Instagram yes. for the recipe for you and your boo. Or yourself. Yes. <laughs> this Valentine's Day.
1: So let's hop into category is. is.
0: So we're going to talk about, similar to our last year's uh, Valentine's special, which is episode 122, I believe. Oh, yes. Love on top, bottom, or and verse. Is, oh,
1: shit. <laughs> <this is> <laughs> ah, I remember that one. Of
0: the episode. So, yeah, we're going to talk about um, relationships and dating and...
1: Breakups and makeups. Breakups
0: to makeups and give some dating advice at the end so let's i, I don't know that i'm authorized <laughs> giving dating advice okay so yeah you probably will, should we will give a
1: disclaimer <laughs> <laughs>
0: but let's start off with dating and the dating apps mm-hmm. so over the weekend i watched the circle okay it's this new show on netflix that had been taking, everyone had been talking about it on social media. And so the premise of the, ep- of the series is that they have eight people who are like in some sequestered apartment building, they say. Okay. I think it's just a soundstage because I have just some logistical concerns about it. Right. Um, so I think it's just a set. Um, what was that movie? Remember that movie that was filmed and... Was it Tom Hanks? It was somebody. Castaway? No, not Castaway. It was, I um, think it was Jim Carrey, where he lived his life, but it was like a TV set, and he didn't know it. Truman Show. The Truman Show, mm-hmm. yes. And that was Jim Carrey, I believe, right? It was. Yeah, yeah. I, so I think it's something like that. Okay. But this is eight people. They live in this apartment building, and they are supposed to only interact with this um, social media app, and they have to decide who's the most popular and they can, you can either be your authentic self mm-hmm. and present that on your platform. Cause this is the only way people like interact and get to know you. Right. Or you can choose to be someone completely different.
1: That's an interesting like yeah. social experiment mm-hmm. to say like, you know, is authenticity or is like, you know, curated mm-hmm. self yeah. more valued.
0: Yeah. Cause there's this one lady on there and she's, um, a, butch lesbian she, she's, uh, she's a she's a heavyset um black woman i think she's from somewhere in new york okay. the bronx or somewhere but she's using this other woman's pictures as her and presenting it as herself is she using a black woman uh-huh okay. yeah yeah okay. yeah but she's this really thin like um like fashion over thought kind of woman <laughs> but that's so, I, I, Who uses all these filters <laughs>
1: I like that. It speaks to like the the uh, the psychology though, Mm because it's like, does she feel like that woman's more acceptable or more likely to be popular? Mm -hmm, She does. That's so interesting. Then
0: there's this guy who's actually using his girlfriend's pictures, so he's like presenting himself as a woman. Okay. And it's kind of a little suspect to me because he's like, there's this basketball player that's on there, and he's like. So the guy who's who's using his girlfriend's picture, like, oh, he's cute. I need to talk to him. He'll like me, and I need. It to- sounds like
1: an episode of Black Mirror where they're like the two like married black guys um participated in this virtual reality video game and that's where they had sex um okay sorry but again it's just like he might be working out some things (laughs) it
0: sounds like it because yeah it got a lot going on but um so that kind of talks about this whole dating app culture and you know are people really being their authentic selves or how do you feel about that if you interact with someone on the apps
1: okay so we have to distinguish with apps right Because actually, I mean, there's hookup apps and there's dating apps.
0: I do believe. Well, they're one and the same. Are they? I don't think so. I think they're the same.
1: But I feel like, you know, in today's world, if you're not in the app game, you're not out there. You're not really in the dating market. And that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But that's just how it is. Well,
0: the thing is that a lot of um, the straights, they use the dating apps as a hookup app.
1: Okay, see, I'm, oh wow, my privilege is a gay. Because yeah. I put as gays, like there's Scruff, Grinder, Jax, and uh-huh. then there's like Hinge, Chappie, yeah. and, and the then other the other ones. One. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. are more geared towards like, they're not as sexual. In but they nature. all
0: lead to the same destination. They do, because
1: Match.com and eHarmony does too. <laughs> right. And so does Christian Mingle.
0: Exactly. And our time, them old people be getting it in. They do be, and wow. they have them high
1: STD rates. Yeah. But they can't get pregnant. I mean, to answer your question, I think that when we have our digital selves, because mm-hmm. now we live in a world where people have their real selves mm-hmm. and their digital selves, mm-hmm. similar to the show The Circle, people have the opportunity to, like, you know, erase their weaknesses or perceived weaknesses mm-hmm. and to, like, bolster their strengths or just to kind of claim strengths that are not even exactly related yeah. that they don't have whatsoever, they don't mm-hmm. which is a straight up misrepresentation. Wow. Well, because um, we've all had that situation where the hookup come and they do not match the picture. Ooh,
0: catfish.
1: Yes. But I feel like people... like should
0: only do out calls, by the way.
1: Right. I, I, I do out because I don't, I don't want people to know where I live. Oh, yeah. Well, but, um, you live in the hood. Right? Stop. <laughs> but But uh, it's just like, I feel like people, like, they, they forget we exist in the real world. Okay. And they... I feel like don't think about the fact that it's gonna follow them. Yeah, like the catfish people, like the fact that they don't think that they're ever gonna get caught. How long are you gonna have this go on? Like you have to, we need to create spaces where people can feel like they can show up as their authentic selves and be accepted. Mm -hmm. But that's hard to do. Yeah, but
0: with the apps, it's like, like you said, it's gonna come out anyway. Right. So why not just be authentic from the beginning? I think we all use this. Yeah. And we use like that physical distance or that technological distance to, you know, kind of you have that safety net in between. Oh, well, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily know that I'm five, four and unemployed, or mm-hmm. they don't know that I'm, you know, the that, or third. It's right. like that distance is between you and the other person. So you don't know who you're talking to on the other end.
1: But I, I think it kind of reinforces the, the, the app world. Cause I've I've met people on these dating apps Mm -hmm. and we've chatted, chatted, chatted. And I get to the point where I'm fed up. I'm like, look, I don't want a pen pal. Are we (laughs) going to meet in real life or not? not?" Yeah. And they just don't ever want to meet. And I'm like, oh, that's a catfish. What is that about? Yeah. Like either you're not who you say you are Mm -hmm. in these images or you have some fear. Or I I think some people or Hmm. Okay. But for me, it's just like that's not sustainable. Like how how is that going to work? And yeah, I get, I to me, when you meet somebody on the first date, mm-hmm. right, they're showing you, we used to call it your representative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, people are always going to put their best foot forward. And then as you get to you know think. them with time, mm-hmm. you get to see who they really are. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's analogous to the apps, right? Um, that first date is always
0: kind of weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I wouldn't put as much into a first date because I think you're both nervous. Mm-hmm. You have some kind of, I don't know, I, th- I think there's a lot. Right. Put on a first date, right. so um, unless it goes horribly wrong and you just instantly know like that is not going to work, sure. Then maybe a second date, third date. I think that's when I would start.
1: Second dates usually my looking barometer. more into, yeah, because uh-huh. first dates are hard; they are awkward. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of factors. Yeah, yeah. but did you see that? My, my my baseline for first date is can I see myself like being intimate with this person? That's, that's... on oh, the first date. No, not not on the first date, oh. but like in the future. Like, am I? physically attracted to this person
0: you're thinking about that on the first date yeah Uh, no um it's more about am i curious to learn more about them that too like because i think there's a lot like people oh can do i feel like that spark or that burning desire or whatever and that's fleeting to me i think it's more of would I be curious to learn more about them right. and know more about yeah, them?
1: I don't believe in that spark bullshit.
0: Yes, you do. Don't even.
1: Okay. So there's part of me that's like Carrie Bradshaw that wants like this insane, inconvenient, over-the-top, head-over-heels type love, mm-hmm. right? That's the storybook love. Intense connection. But then I also don't believe in that spark thing because no tea, no shade, like I want to say about 80% of the people that are walking this earth are not connected with themselves. So how the hell are they going to connect with me? can't connect with themselves so it makes connections with others harder They got a little deep.
0: that didn't really answer the spark thing though
1: the spark but to me the spark is do i want to get busy with this person oh, that yes. is it, it's a physical spark because um. i feel like that is for me that is the lowest level of connection and I, that doesn't last it doesn't last or they have a story mm. and i want to find out more Hmm. after you smash no i don't smash <laughs> on the first date <laughs>
0: okay did you see that thing on taking over the internet? This guy in London was on Grindr and he said he exchanged a few messages with this guy, maybe like 20 minutes worth mm-hmm. of like texting back and forth. And he booked a flight Ooh. to Norway or Sweden, somewhere.
1: I thought the guy lived in London.
0: So the guy lived in London. Where the other guy live? So he happened to live in West London, but he uh, was going out of the country for like the weekend. Okay. And he was there, um, I think he was there already. And so they were texting back and forth. The guy said that he booked a flight to wherever that guy was going Mm -hmm. to spend the weekend with him after a few messages pressed (laughs) it was only a hundred dollars oh that's because you know flights are cheap yeah
1: those those cheap airlines like real cheap yeah Yeah.
0: some people were like making fun of him like damn you are that thirsty
1: no because these bitches be burning up and down the turnpike to go meet them a man in new york or dc okay (laughs) Okay.
0: but then the guy was like well i mean it's spontaneous and if they don't have a spark because the other guy lived in london too so if when they get back
1: it was a little press, because I'm like, girl, you couldn't wait oh. until he came back. I don't, my, my chief thing is, like, security concerns. Just safety. Well, the other...
0: Well, he booked, like, his own, like, hotel. Oh, okay. And, like, he, he, so, okay. he had all of that, like... And he's like, if there's no spark, then... Oh, well, I'm, you know, in yeah. this other country. I'll just have a face. good... weekend. yeah. So... On the one hand, it is kind of thirsty. On the other hand, it's like,
1: it's romantic. Live your life. Cause, could you imagine if, like, there was a spark and, mm-hmm. like, this was, like, his life partner. It's like, oh, we met online yeah. and I felt this connection and I flew to Norway. Like, that'd be a story.
0: But then he didn't even know that guy's name. And it was like, oh girl, <laughs> you doing the most. <laughs> That's the most. Yeah. yeah. But with the dating apps, like, do you find, like, someone's social media? Do you, like, social media stalk them before the first date? No. Okay.
1: I try not to do that um, because I don't. I kind of just want to go into the fresh date, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the first date fresh, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go in with any preconceived ideas uh-huh. or uh, about this person. Okay. Um, I just kind of want to just see what they present mm-hmm. and judge off that. So I don't do the stalking. Now, after, okay. Now, after the first date, mm-hmm. I do Google them. Okay. And just, you know, just do, or just do a quick little social media search or just put just their name in Facebook, Facebook, see if we have mutual friends. Just okay. Th- I feel like that's common, but I don't do that I'll before do that. the first date.
0: Okay. Um, I used to do I don't, I, then I stopped because I just have a lot of pet peeves with mm-hmm. that and a lot of just things I don't really like right. so can we sidebar uh-huh. because
1: now that we do this podcast i'm not saying that we have any i'm not even famous it's not that but we have a platform mm-hmm. and people listen someone reached out to me on instagram Ooh. and we were talking uh-huh. and in the course of us talk I'm, I'm guessing that he i figured out that he was a, a listener of the podcast okay. because in the course of us talking he was telling me things about myself that i had you never told talk. him oh, yeah. but i told on the podcast uh-huh. which made me very uncomfortable Okay. So similar, I feel like that's a form of research. A little bit, it is. It's weird to bring it up to you though. Right. Yeah. I, that that kind of turned me off. Mm-hmm. So back 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 to you do you, you don't Google people anymore? Mm-mm. But you no. used to.
0: Yeah, but then I just get annoyed and things would turn me off. Like if I found their um like Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you know how like when you first pull up someone's profile and there's like you can see like almost nine pictures. Mm-hmm. If more than two of their pictures were selfies, then that was an instant disqualifier for me. Why? They just seemed too self-absorbed. Okay. And they didn't do anything other than take pictures of themselves. Okay. And then another thing is, like, if their, um, like, profile name included, like, something referencing their job,
1: then that was a no. You know, that's a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not a pe- I mean. It is, honestly, for me. But I hate when you're in a social setting and people are networking or talking Mm -hmm. and they say, hi, what's your name? That's usually the first question Mm -hmm. you get. And the second question is, what do you do? Okay. I hate that question.
0: That's interesting coming
1: from you. Really?
0: Why? Because at least probably... Three to four times each episode, you mentioned you're a lawyer. No, 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 no. Or you I, mentioned reference something about law school or your legal knowledge. Well, well no, or I,
1: I reference law school because it was a one of the best times of my life. I had the most fun in law school ever. But I, I, what I found that, honestly, and I've talked with some of my friends who've gone to law school, um, that in dating, it's made it difficult, especially for the women that are straight.
0: I can see that. Um, but specifically, if you overly reference it then that's a turn off to me
1: and i i i do feel like it's been harder for me dating since
0: okay but it just seems well i but mean I see, you, do I it, point. you do it on the podcast a lot so i can only imagine a like lot? what you do on the yeah at least five times a episode. but
1: it's hard because people say well what do you do for work i'm not gonna lie
0: but when that's your like instagram handle like your dr mike Or pilot, uh, Patrick. I'm I'm not.
1: I'm Justin from Philly. (laughs)
0: Right, but if you're, if that's your Instagram handle, it's like that's your job. But who are you?
1: Who are you outside of that? Yeah, yeah. But also, we live in a world where people's jobs are their identifiers, right? And but that's
0: such a small part. You're only pilot Patrick or Doctor Mike from nine to five. There's so much. What do you do the rest of the day? Yeah, and it's just like. If that's all, not if that's all you have to offer, but that is what you like present Mm. primarily, then you're like
1: kind of surface. So so a question, I don't ask people what do they do for work. Usually what I'll ask them, like, what are you passionate about? But then like, that's too heavy of a question. I think it's, Um, it's jarring to people.
0: Okay. And you asked this on the first
1: date? On the apps. So like on the apps, <laughs> no, because we're talking about the apps. Like, like, hey, what's up? I'm Justin. I'm Justin. You know, what's up with you? I, I'm like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. Actually, it's interesting because I, I was- That is too
0: much for the apps.
1: I was talking with this one guy that I met on the apps. I said, what are your passions? And he was like, LOL. My line of questioning was going down one route and his line of questioning was going down another. So he was trying to smash. I gave him my cell phone number and then he texts me. He's like, look, I'm just going to be straight up. He's like, it seems like you're very relationship oriented. And he's like, I'm not looking for that right now. I just want to have a, he's like, I enjoy being single. I like being single. I'm Mm -hmm. focused on my career, Mm -hmm. but I still want to have a happy and fulfilling sex life with one person. And I'm like, okay. So we actually had like a really interesting conversation about what that could potentially look like, but I I respect him for being honest. So how was the sex? Well, I don't know if I need like another buddy like that.
0: Oh, another. Oh, okay. Um. (laughs) All right. So speaking of the apps, Tinder announced this week that they are adding a panic button onto their app. So if you meet someone on Tinder, you um, agree I guess to go on a date or like meet up or mm-hmm. whatever is going on, um you do have to download an additional app to use the panic to button. To use the panic button. Yeah, it's a
1: little It's not built into the main one. No, it's
0: not built into the main one. Um I think Uber's is built into the
1: it is it it like follows you yeah if you go off course it'll Mm -hmm. be like hey yeah
0: so it'll alert like the authorities and i think you can put in like a emergency contact list and it'll like alert those people as well um which was i mean that's good for like people's safety and security absolutely um a lot of it should be going down on the uber
1: (laughs) it does that's mm-hmm. good for them. A lot of my friends use Tinder. Yeah, I, Tinder's very straight. I, I, I tried Tinder uh-huh. years oh, ago. did? I just didn't feel like the gays were, like, flocking to it. Because we had our own things. Yeah. Um, to me, though, the panic button, I, I saw that they were saying, like, it's going to help more of their female or mm, women okay. um, users. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like this is also common sense. Yeah. I, I've heard of people going to someone's house on a first date, which to me is shocking. Well, people do it. Don't mm-hmm. you? Ain't that shocked? I'm, I'm don't not. Don't act like you ain't do it before. You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> stop. Okay, you're right. I'm just gonna next, next, next category, next category, because I could just end up dead. a
0: mess. So our next topic is long-distance dating. Mm-hmm. Is it something you've ever done? And would you, if not, would you?
1: It is. Okay. Um, how much of a distance? I lived in Philadelphia. He lived in Los Angeles. Oh. So, bitch time zones. Yeah. And for a sleepy bitch like me, <laughs> it was very, very hard. Um, I met him in San Francisco in law school. i so Rome. My two year. uh
2: uh-huh.
1: um, And he lived in LA. And um, it was like so cute. It was like a movie meeting. Uh, like A know. meet cute. Oh what? Meet cute. Oh, meet cute. Oh, yeah. A, oh, I, oh, I read something about yeah. that. So, it was a meet cute. Okay. The elevator. Opened, <laughs> like me and my friends, we were going to um, uh, Boys Land in San Francisco, okay. and the, the elevator opened, and he was like standing there with his bag, and I was standing there, and we just looked at each other, and time just froze until that door closed. No, no, no. And then we kind of like the door closed uh, actually, and I had to like press the open button because wow. we were just mesmerized. Okay. The and then we kind of like walked around each other and just make eye contact, and he waved and smiled. And in then, the elevator? Um, yeah, because I got out and he got in to go oh, up to his room. Okay. okay. Uh, and then the next morning, like, we, like, met at the little breakfast at the conference. Anyway. Oh, it was the conference page? It was a conference page. No, day.
0: ma'am. Okay. Well, we
1: ended up... We, well, the conference was in August. We ended up... We broke up right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? Okay. I mean, it's not like... He was never my boyfriend, but we dated. You y'all dated. Well... I went out to LA once to see him and because of his job, Mm -hmm. he traveled to New York a lot. He travels to New York and DC a lot. So me being in Philly, whenever he was in New York, like he would take a couple extra days and stay off, but it was just not sustainable for me. I can't do long distance. I'm um, a touchy-feely. I need you here. I need you now. I want to share my life with you. And it's hard to do that across... The country and time zones it, it just felt too disjointed well, for me I need a little I, bit more connectedness
0: uh, I think long distance relationships can work but i don't I think it's harder to start off mm-hmm. like dating long distance because right. if you're already a couple and you've been together for a while and then you know career moves someone has to move to a different city for a different you know amount of time before you can get mm-hmm. pack up and move to or um things like that i think that's different right. uh, i think with meeting someone at a conference and then mm-hmm. dating was that really dating
1: or smashing when it was convenient i considered it dating because i mean when i date i date with the a, a goal you know in mind like i wanted him to be like my boyfriend but i think that i knew in september <laughs> Let's be honest, that like it wasn't it's gonna not work. Gonna last. But yeah. I was like, let me just see where it goes. It was fun. It was like, I enjoyed his company mm-hmm. and I enjoyed his conversation. But like, it, it was hard because mm-hmm. it's just like, I wanna tell him about my day, but he's three hours behind. Yeah. And when he's ready to talk to me, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was too disjointed. But when we were, I feel as though if we lived in the same city, mm-hmm. it would have worked. But we didn't. And like you said, to your point, mm-hmm. because we started off that way, I wasn't, I, I can't stand LA. He can't stand, the, he, can't stand East, well, going, <laughs> um, he can't stand the East Coast. Well, you're going, there. I'm going next week. He can't stand the East Coast. It's like, so we didn't, we, we were never going to meet in the middle right. or, or intersect. And the difference I feel like with couples is, is that if you're a couple, if you're living in Texas together and mm-hmm. then someone takes a job in Chicago, mm-hmm. if you're a couple, like you're going to devise a plan. Like, all right, I'm going to go for the first year. Yeah. We're going to do long distance for a mm-hmm. year. There's an end date. Mm-hmm. With me and him, it was just, we were never, our, the vision we have for our lives never intersected. Yeah. So you just had to let it go.
0: Yeah. Well, you'll see him next lifetime. I know. <laughs> but, Erica, bye. Yeah, Erica, about <laughs> it. Yes.
1: Um, have you done long-distance long dating? I,
0: technically, yes. Um, my ex, he traveled a lot for work. So it was kind of pseudo-long distance because he would be in... Like, Europe for two three weeks at a time. And then he would only be in Philadelphia for, mm-hmm. like, a week. And then he would go back to um, these different locations. So, but we had been together for a period of time at that point. Like, over a year, I
1: think. Before he started before traveling? Before he started traveling for uh, work.
0: Yeah. And so that's different. Yeah. So I was
1: with someone even, who traveled for work. They were gone for about 50% of the month. Mm-hmm. And it is hard. Because it, like, it is a form of long distance. Yeah, yeah. I think it's.
0: I think that kind is like a little bit harder, because you're in a relationship, but then your your partner's not there. Right. You know, and that's hard too. And then when they are there, um, because he was like traveling back and forth to Europe, like time zone, his body clock was off. Right. And so it was He's just, just gearing up for the next trip. For the next trip, yeah. So it's like he
1: wants to rest. you want to mm-hmm. do fun shit.
0: Yeah. So it's like you're kind of trying to cram a mm-hmm. month's worth of relationship. Into like five days. right?
1: And I do think it is worse because at least if you're like long distance, mm-hmm. you know, you have your separate lives. Yeah. But it's like when you have a partner who travels a lot for mm-hmm. work, um, it's like you have your life for one week and then the next week your life is disrupted. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, I, I won't do. I, I will no longer do long distance dating. I'm not like again. And to me, I consider long distance like DC, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's long distance. Delaware.
0: Yeah, you just need that. Sometimes you just need that like connection, and you need it like there, like right. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to. You don't want to have to wait two weeks or three weeks or however long right. to see that person again. And yeah, it makes it you know magical when you do see them. But that period when you don't is really hard. because right,
1: it's like not. Is it real? Because it's like it's it's just when you see them, you're gonna make the best of it. It's mm-hmm. not day to day life. Day-to-day yeah, life is hard as shit.
0: Yeah and so one of my friends is in a long distance relationship right now Mm -hmm. and they actually started off dating long distance wow they've been together for a significant amount of time at this point but it's that you know it's the distance factor it's trying to you know you can't because you can't you don't want to argue or have a disagreement, or mm-hmm. have something when you see them, because that you're not going to see them again for like three more weeks. Right. So how much are you? silencing so how, yourself? Yeah. How authentic is this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to make it work in the way that you can, but right. it's just, it's just hard. It's right. difficult. I mean, I'm especially not, but, in the beginning. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to foreclose long distance dating. I mean, I will definitely like if I would, I would date someone in New York, right? Because I feel like I would not. But New York's also a whole nother. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as a gay man, uh-huh. but it's just um. They'd have to be a super, super extraordinary, exceptional person. You know what I'm saying? Like, to make up for the Mm -hmm. distance. And there would have to be a definitive plan to close that gap. Okay. All right. So, the next um, little category that we have in our love um, (laughs) discussion is about (laughs) cheating. Mm -hmm. This is going to be heavy. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) So, have you ever cheated? No, I have not. Okay. Okay. I
2: have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. Okay, shade. Um, all right. I mean, I have. It's not something that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. It's not something that um, I would ever want to do again. Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel like in our society, it's something that is, it is very shameful, right, to be a cheater. But I think that we don't often have discussions about different kinds of cheating, right? And I think, well... I mean, you hear sayings like, once a cheater, always a cheater.
0: Yeah, they were talking about that on Real Housewives. Housewives. Do you believe that? I think so. You do? I do, yeah. Not so much that they're always going to continually or perpetually cheat. It's that the trust is gone and you believe that they're capable of cheating on you again. Okay, within that
1: relationship? But like, if someone cheated when they were 20, are they going to cheat them when they're 40? Um, Because I feel like that's how this thing is given.
0: Well, I think that... The potential for them to do it is there, like because they've lowered that threshold. Yeah, it's like you've done it before, you might do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that someone's choice because cheating is a choice, that's mm-hmm. a decision that you made mm-hmm. actively. But I do think that there can be times in relationships where people are pushed to that choice. Ooh,
0: oh, no, or
1: when people cheat, they're not in the best place. All the time. Some people, I mean, it it varies. yeah. But, like, no one talks about different kinds of cheating. Because I've also, I've I've been cheated on in every relationship I've been in. That's not true. Because I feel like there's so much of the emphasis placed on physical cheating. Okay. But nothing hurts me more than when my partner or my boyfriends Mm -hmm. have emotionally cheated on me. Uh, Or when I feel like... You
0: confide in in a bitch? But how different is emotional cheating from... Having a work husband or a work wife, and you talk about stuff like that, or having a friend that you confide in,
1: because you're taking away something that you used to give to your partner, and you're giving that to someone else. That, mm-hmm. to me, is is cheating.
0: Okay, but what if it's Brenda down at the at the job?
1: Th- that's different. And you have a work wife, but I've had. And you're
0: telling them exact same things.
1: But a, but again, they want to stop hanging with you less, or they're they're pulling away, and then you know pop up and there was some somebody new the week after they was with you oh
0: that's something else i think you're i don't know i think you're confusing the two what if you're, you're to saying me, the emotional
1: cheating is worse because i've given but you you're my saying heart. they're
0: doing stuff with other people they're going places with other people they're essentially mm-hmm. dating someone else right i thought you just meant they're oh i don't want to talk to you because we're having this argument or disagreement but I'm going to tell Brenda no, no, down no. at work no, everything that's, that's going that's on. That's not what I'm saying. because okay. that,
1: that, Brenda's needed. Mm-hmm. Brenda serves a role. It's different if you're taking that away from me and not giving it to someone else because you don't want this relationship. Mm-hmm. But when you're giving it to someone else, to me, that's a betrayal. Just end our relationship. To me, that is cheating.
0: It sounds like they're dating someone else <laughs> yeah, before no. they break up with you. Yeah, essentially. Okay. That, okay. Essentially, yes. Yeah, that's different from yes. emotional cheating. And I think... Like you said, the whole once a cheater, always a cheater. I think it goes to the fact that you've shown that person that you're capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's why they will always see you as having the potential to do that and hurt them in that way. Mm -hmm. And when you move on to subsequent relationships, I think you still... It depends on how upfront and honest the person is with their new partner. Mm -hmm. Because if they say, hey... You know, I was in this relationship before and I cheated. Then now that new person is going to say, oh, wait, hold up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're I, capable of that. And I've had that, that to me. Yeah, so but now see, you're capable of that. I get that you're and capable they of that. And look at you at a different, in a different light.
1: I do believe that people can grow and can change. They yes, can. They've like, okay, so if you killed somebody once, are you, are you a killer now? Are you capable of it? Right. But if you did it in self-defense, like, what, like it's but not that black and in white. in self-defense. So, yeah. On to the next topic.
0: <laughs> you're over it? Okay.
1: I don't think that just because you've cheated once in the past means that you're a horrible person.
0: Well, it's implied as that, but I don't think that's what people mean. Like, they were talking about Portia's, um fiance on mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Atlanta. That that's a set. whole different mess. Okay. Yeah. But people see it as you're capable of that level of, like dishonesty distrust but maybe You've you were capable with a different
1: person that this different person's new and also like that what about your growth as an individual
0: but you're but you're still capable you did
1: I, i'm saying as someone who's who's done it before the amount of shame and guilt and and and, and you know i'm not saying that porsche's fiance well he's a mess <laughs> but i'm not saying that her fiance was was right but I feel like you have to look at everything on a case-by-case basis. Is it a red flag that someone cheated in the past? Absolutely. It's a fucking red flag. Mm -hmm. Don't, 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 like, overlook it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it should be, like, a, a, um, what's it called? A non-negotiable.
0: A deal breaker. A deal breaker. Because Mm -hmm. if
1: you look at it in some way, shape, or form, everyone's cheated, I believe.
0: Um, no. So, would you rather be in an open relationship?
1: Okay, so this is- having (laughs) to cheat? So I was dating someone, um, briefly, who I'll just call Tank Top. <laughs> um, you know who I'm talking about. He had no regular shirts. Stop. Um, and it was like an instant connection. He was that a, spark? It was a spark. That you love? It was uh, I don't I don't say it was a spark, I say uh, it was more like magnets. Like <laughs> stop. Well, magnets can repel, depends on what pole they're on. I remember like I was like getting to the point like so what's gonna be like with us are we gonna be in a relationship he said justin i can't promise you monogamy Mm -hmm. i'm also a very jealous and possessive lover Mm -hmm. so i just know that that is not gonna work well for me
0: okay um maybe it's just not for you in general i
1: it will likely end in disaster
0: yeah it definitely will because i know like candy on real housewives they're open but they're not open well they have parameters and i think it would have to be like really serious parameters okay like you would have to only be on, like, vacation. Because you hear about those people where they invited somebody in and they, you know, the person lived, like, down the block or, like, around the corner or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's one of weasel the... weasel their way into your life. Yeah, like, one of the other people, one of the people in the couple, like, has an attraction to that one. And then it becomes this, they doing it on the side. They're meeting the other person without, you know, their partner. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a whole mess. So, I think only doing it within certain parameters would kind of eliminate that right. possibility.
1: I agree. Now, can I, can I, like, posit another question to you? Have mm-hmm. you never been involved or been, as I say, a guest star in someone <laughs> else's relationship that was open?
0: I mean, you get to come in, all the attention is on you. Put on show. All the focus is on you,
1: and then you can leave. You don't have to deal with the aftermath.
0: Right, and there's always an aftermath mm-hmm. because... <laughs> Never mind, I'm not going to say that. Uh,
1: on these apps, guys will be like, because they have a whole category of in a relationship, or yeah, open a, relationship. They
0: have that. And when
1: I see that, I say, okay, well, what's your boyfriend's name on here? Mm-hmm. Or, or, Some of them are on there. Some of them are on there. Yeah. Some of them have their pictures together, together. which I can appreciate because yeah. it's a level of transparency. Or have you seen the couple's profiles
0: where they both have access to the same account? Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: which is okay. But I, to me, I just, I'm always trying to protect my karma. Mm-hmm. And I just don't... Um, want to get caught up in a situation because people also die like that. I be watching Snatched, Snapped. Oh. When a guy has a single profile, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, what's your, your partner's name? Mm-hmm. Can I talk to him? And they're like, well, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And there's all these excuses. Well, then it ain't that open. Well.
0: But then they're allowed their privacy. And, there's and, a, and they're there's, allowed their parameters. There's a difference between secrecy and privacy. Mm-hmm. So secrecy is something malicious is going on behind right. closed doors usually. Privacy is, you
1: know, Cause do, some part- you ch- right. do you check your, your partner's phone? No, I've never done that. Because I'm a true believer in mm-hmm. if you are looking for something, you will find it. And you can't be mad when you find and it. And you can't be mad when yeah. you find it. And I've talked to so many girlfriends who've mm-hmm. gone looking, gone snooping, mm-hmm. and then they want to have a whole hurt. with open relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, some partners just don't want to know. Those... Mm-hmm
0: confuse me too me too because i'm an
1: investigator i'm a hunt uh, down i'm gonna give people yeah. social security numbers addresses and everything. <laughs> i'm gonna find out
0: yeah uh, those are weird that is weird yeah because i feel like the people who i know who are in open relationships they have that level of communication where it's like i can tell you anything everything. and i can talk to you about everything and there's no secrecy mm-hmm. in that they're allowed their privacy like you don't need to know all the details right of how it went down or how it's going to go down, but the communication is open enough that right. you don't have to feel like there's a secret. I get that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go into our next topic, which happens after some faulty open relationships, which is breakups. So are you the kind of person, like, after a relationship ends, mm-hmm. like, do you... I, I think it depends on the circumstances around its ending, right? Because some can be messy, some can be amicable, Sometimes. some were, like, long overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, are you the kind of person that, like, just... Hops right into the next situation because they say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else or whatever. <laughs> or are you the kind of person who like sits in it and like you know tries to like do the work and try to you know figure out what went wrong and like heal?
0: No, because by the time I break up, then I've already done everything I could do mm-hmm. in order to salvage the relationship, right? Um, whether that be going to therapy, going to couples therapy. Identifying the issues, working on the issues, changing things, like trying to do what basically do whatever you can mm-hmm. to um get it back right. or keep it together. And when I am ready to make that decision, mm-hmm. like we're done, then I've already gone through all the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. I've already reached that acceptance phase where like mm-hmm. there's nothing we can do right to repair this. So you know right. it's best to to break up. So. I think by the time i'm done i'm done you're done yeah which i get and after we broke up i started seeing somebody pretty quickly uh, uh,
1: like the next the next day it was not do you I have to get you together on this podcast
0: i mean you were seeing people We were together so okay let's well. <laughs> not go there girl to work. Well, but in my relationship after you mm-hmm. um I did take a a long time, I think I was single for like the longest time I had never been, because I was pretty much a serial monogamous. yeah, I was in therapy i um actually had never like just dated right. without imme- not immediately but without jumping into a relationship like mm-hmm. fairly quickly um so that was a, that was interesting. It was a learning experience. I was single for lots of growth, right yeah, definitely. I was single for
1: at least two years, I think right yeah. Yeah. I've always had relationships followed by like big periods of singledom Mm -hmm. and then like relationships again. I think also I've never, I've always been dumped. I've never (laughs) broken up with someone. I always know that the breakup should happen. Like in my right, like my mind and my heart are having Mm -hmm. a battle Mm -hmm. and I always go with my heart and I need to start going with like my gut. And I feel like whenever my breakups happen, I kind of sit and wallow. You've been my friend through a couple of breakups and you know, for me, it is like At the Uh, abyss. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think with your breakups, I'm that friend that is honest with you. And And I try not to spare your feelings, so I'm probably the one who tells you this is what you need to do. Right. You know? And it's frustrating because, like you said, you stay in it, you linger in it longer than you should, and then when you finally do break up, then...
1: I'm the one left, like, holding the pieces. Yeah.
0: And as your friend who had told you from that second, third date, this might not work, but you want to, I want to support you because that's your decision. It's your right. life. But I'm a, I but mean, then,
1: I, you're right. I mean, I, I love love and I'm a hopeless romantic.
0: That's fine. And
1: I, I put up with things that I know damn well I should not. Mm-hmm. So
0: looking back mm-hmm. on, you know, our whole conversation about dating and relationships and breakups and all that What is the best piece of dating advice mm-hmm. that you've ever been given or that you can give
1: to the people. The best dating advice that I could give to our listeners is kind of like what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, love is a drug and you'd be out here making really poor life decisions, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like the biggest thing that I've learned is to go with your gut. Okay. And I feel like I've always gone wrong when i ignore my intuition okay heed the red f- flags of course but with caution perceive a caution mariah carey how about you
0: in the words of my person of the year 2019 and 2018 and probably 2020 <laughs> Meghan markle says leave room for magic oh and you told me that once you said that yeah she said that oh yeah that's where i got it from so we have this preconceived notion of what it's supposed to look like, wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to feel like, and who this person, this perfect person for us is supposed to be. And we're so rigid in that that we let a lot of things pass us by. Mhm. And I think that you know, the older you get, the more mature you get, you realize that the picture that you painted so long ago isn't,
1: you know. <laughs> I mean, how many of what? us thought our lives would be what it is now? Right. Like, right. come
0: on. Yeah. And so be open to that person not being what you pictured before right you know like oh i have he has to be six foot five and what if he's five right. eight you know none of that lab, lab, to, like, yeah, yeah it doesn't matter he has to you know be a ceo of a company okay well what if he works at target right i mean he might be the manager i mean you can't be fucking mm-hmm. stock boy well no but, but, that, <laughs> you can. Yeah,
1: but that's people's conditioning yeah that's, that's
0: conditioning yeah and you know relationships themselves are they they take work they, they do they take work i
1: think a lot of people our age don't they feel like it shouldn't be work mm-hmm. and i feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong at the
0: first sign of trouble they're wrong mm-hmm. that's why divorce rates are so high that's why people are so single because the moment things don't look like what they thought they're out and they just give up and they run away be open be honest with yourself with your partner and you know just let the magic happen don't force it don't stay longer than you should but then also don't run away at the first sign of trouble
1: oh i like that yeah Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for joining us for our Valentine's Day special 2020. We hope that we were able to give you some insight and open up about our lives and love and dating and all that. And we'll see you next week.
0: When this episode comes out, I'll be on a cruise in the Caribbean, but I will be back next week. We'll have a whole roundup of a lot of different things. I'll also be in Los Angeles for the first time. February 12th through the 15th at the Podcast Movement Evolutions Festival, downtown LA. Yes, BTLA. See
1: you there. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure
0: to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and
1: Twitter. And you can contact us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Check us out on the
0: web at categoryispod.com.